It's just after 6 o'clock in the big city. It's time for America's favorite Las Vegas sports show, SportsX Radio with Ken Thompson. <laughs> yeah. What up? Party's going on. Duh. Going to a party. SportsX Radio with Ken Thompson is brought to you by Hannah Shea Boyle and Rabapudi. Trial lawyers that get results. Steiner's Pub, a true Nevada style pub. Preventative Diagnostic Center. Rob Ritchie, Farmers Insurance. So get ready because SportsX Radio with Ken Thompson starts now. Now. Uh, KT on a throwback Thursday. No place I'd rather be. SportsX Radio as we rock and roll right here in Las Vegas. PSBR Law, the best in personal injury for a long time. Southern California, year number four now here in the Vegas Valley. Strength by your side, the relentless pursuit of justice. Panish, Shea, Boyle, Ravaputi, 702 area code. You got that down for personal injury. You may, need, may not need them now, but you may need them in the future. Jot the number down for safekeeping, 830 830-9353-830-9353 is PSBRlaw.com. KT off a great night at Steiner's Pub last night. And, of course, Mondays, Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays over here at the PSBR Law Studios. Lots of football going on right now. We've got NFL football and we've got college football, three college football games. But we've also got the best in college football. I'm talking about the guy that breaks down the games better than anybody. He doesn't need any notes. They're all in his head. He travels around, goes to all the stadiums on the offseason. He is a connoisseur of college football. He does pretty darn good in the NFL as well. Mr. Brad Powers at Brad Powers 7. BP, how you doing tonight? Hey, thanks for having me, KT. I thought you were going to do the five first. I am. I'm going to do the starting five, but I, didn't, I wanted to welcome you first so people knew for sure that you were here. I'm always here. All right, just making sure. If I'm all not right. here, there's an issue. All right, there you go. All right, so now let's get to the format. Now, the starting five, number one. All right, going to start on a sad note, but I like to pay attention to these human interest stories. And Chris Snow, uh, Calgary Flames executive, 2019, we remember he was diagnosed with ALS, and that is such a debilitative uh, injury. It's really sad, a brain injury that's just not getting any better, right? And uh, he literally had cardiac arrest and doesn't look good, so... Uh, he's in a lot of trouble right now. Probably doesn't have long to live, his wife Kelsey said. In fact, she's got him hooked up right now and uh, could be all ready for organ donation, which is already being arranged. Uh, Chris Snow, 42 years of age. So, folks, every day is a blessing. And I know some days we go through the rigmarole of just like, gosh darn it, i got to pay this bill or do this or be here or be there. I don't have enough for this. And sometimes you just have to count your blessings, kind of reflect and realize how precious life is. So, Chris Snow, our prayers with you and your family. Kelsey, of course, his wife, and uh, it is known as Lou Gehrig's disease, ALS, but our prayers are with Chris Snow and the family. Number two. All right, uh, Mr. Ronald Acuna, as much as it hurts as a Mets fan to pay homage to those Atlanta Braves, how can I not? This team is just, they do everything the right way. The Mets, they do everything the wrong way. So uh, two ends of the spectrum there. But Ronald Acuna, how solid is this guy? The founding member now of the 4070 club. Over 40 home runs and got his 70th stolen base last night. Don't know if he has one tonight, but the Braves are winning again. The Cubs. Marge, what's going on with your Cubs? They can't win a game. They need a game. They've got a chance today to catch up a little bit there with Arizona losing a matinee game on the south side of Chicago. 
We'll see what happens. We'll get you caught up on the baseball wild card. But Ronald Acuna, congratulations for being the founding member of the 4070 Club. Number three. All right, number three. Well, that goes to the players of the month, NFL style. How about Offensive Player of the Month, AFC? Give you a quick guess. Who do you think that would be? You're right. Tua Tungavailoa. What a phenomenal start. His passer rating, 121.9 through three games. And, of course, that 70-20 to 20 route of Denver kind of padded the stats a little bit. But this guy, if he stays healthy, remember, got thrown around like a rag doll last year. But if he stays healthy, avoids the concussions and injuries, we know his accuracy is outstanding, and he's got the strong enough arm to get the ball to Tyree Kill, to Jalen Waddle and company. This team is lethal, but they will be tested this Sunday when they go to Buffalo. Meanwhile, we've got AFC Defensive Player of the Month, T.J. Watt. Yeah, J.J. may have retired, but T.J.'s still around, and the Raiders, well, they found that out on Sunday night. This guy is unbelievable already. He's got uh, how many sacks? He's got 11 tackles for loss already. I mean, this guy is unbelievable. Two forced fumbles, two fumble recoveries, including one for a touchdown. Week two, that was big against Cleveland. T.J. Watt, Defensive Player of the Month in the AFC. Then you go to the NFC, Defensive Player of the Month, Micah Parsons. Who else would that be? That guy is absolutely phenomenal and uh, just continues to excel. Has four sacks already, five tackles for loss, eight quarterback hits. And the Offensive Player of the Month, Oh, who do you think that would be? Well, the number one draft choice in most fantasy leagues, Christian McCaffrey for those 49ers. He just continues to pile up incredible stats. And those are your offensive and defensive players of the month in the NFL. Number four. Number four. Well, let's go to college football. How cool is Travis Hunter? Told you I got to meet him over here at Resorts World. Good time at the Pac-12 and the last Pac-12 media day. At the end of the day, Travis Hunter, he's that two-way player on the Colorado Buffaloes. And, of course, Shador Sanders, one of Deion's sons that's on the team. Shiloh, also a pretty good defensive player who's banged up. Don't know if he'll play this Saturday against Southern Cal. But Travis Hunter and Henry Blackburn. Remember Henry Blackburn, Colorado State? He's the guy that hit Hunter late on the sideline, lacerated the liver, put him out for a few games. Well, they were set up by a common out, a common teammate there, uh, Colorado State defensive back Ron Hardish III. His brother Isaiah plays for Colorado. So those two said, you know what, let's see if we can't get the two guys together, Travis Hunter and Henry Blackburn. They did. They not only connected, they set up a bowling match there where they put some money up. Both guys put some of their own money up, and the, uh, whoever won the bowling uh, the money will go to the other guy's charity. But I thought that's pretty cool of Travis Hunter. And I'm telling you, that's the guy that I met. The demeanor on that kid and Shador Sanders was outstanding. And uh, hopefully Travis Hunter will be back real soon. Expect him back mid-October. So I just like stories like that. That is one of those great human interest stories that Travis Hunter never held a grudge. And, of course, Deion Sanders coming to the rescue of Henry Blackburn, who is a Boulder kid, grew up in Boulder, and, of course, was getting death threats, he and his mom, all that stuff, and Deion Sanders stepping in, as did Travis Hunter, saying there's no need. Number five. Now, number five. I don't want to jump the gun a little bit, but I got to bring in my producer. He is one of the best producers and, of course, the host of the Mark Hoke Show. Sunday mornings, 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. Mr. Mark Hoke and I, we kind of had Wayne Krivsky in studio, former general manager, Cincinnati Reds, Andy Isco made it in here. We all kind of prognosticated Major League Baseball, looked at the divisions. Well, one thing Mark and I agreed on was 
Baltimore is going to go over their win total. Andy Isco was on that side as well, but we had no idea what was in store. And I give the floor to my producer, Mr. Marco. And with tonight's victory, Ken, number 100, the Baltimore Orioles have won the American League East, baby. Not just the American League East. Best record in the American League. That's right. The home field advantage throughout the postseason, Mr. Brad Powers. Mr. Brad Powers, way in there, man. Come on, this is good for the hoaxer. It's very good for him. I'm very happy for him. I have not watched a Baltimore game all year. Not one pitch. Wow. But you will in the playoffs. You will now. I will. I'm rooting for you. I root for those teams. And when's the last time the Raven, uh, the, the Ravens, the Orioles uh, won a World Series? 60s? Go ahead. Mark, come in. No, uh, uh, it was 82 with the Ripken team. Oh, 82. It's been a while. Long time. Wow. Uh, Mark, also some more good news, though, from Baltimore baseball. Hey, if um, I, I haven't gotten to find the final yet, but the AAA team, the Norfolk Tides, were three outs away last I saw from winning the International League title. And that means that they are going to play in the national championship game, which is here in Las Vegas on Saturday. Well, I wasn't even talking about that. I was talking about your new stadium deal. Oh, I was getting to that. Well, oh, that's more good news. <laughs> 30-year lease signed with the with the state, so they get $600 million to improve Camden Yards, too. There you go. What a party. I'm telling you, the starting five. I may, not have, I may not have a producer while the show's going on because uh, the hoaxer could be out partying. The Orioles clinched the ALE's best record in the American League. Needless to say, with a 2 nothing shutout over the Red Sox, we will be hearing that Oriole magic anthem. And again, Marge making it into Steiner's Pub last night. She's a big Cubs fan, but she said, you tell Mark. I love that anthem. Oh, I enjoy hearing it. So. It's a beautiful song. Yeah, it is. Uh, I may change one of the stuff. other songs tonight, too. Look, well, they need to know what we're doing, and we've done it all year. We didn't ask for anything, but these Orioles, they need to recognize us out here in Vegas. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, and I tried to reach Rock Kabuto and Steve uh, from uh, Masson. Didn't hear back. Yeah, well. You know, maybe maybe now that they got three days, the games don't really matter that much. Maybe that'll here, turn the answer us. We use Powers over here with all his followers to make some noise. Oh, yeah. There That's a good go. idea. There you go. There's a reason we brought Powers in, not just for the college football, but he's got all those followers. I mean, if Brad Powers sneezes while he's in the Circa or any of the other books at the Westgate Superbook, people are like, oh, Brad Powers, he sneezed, man. That must mean something. BP, how many lines did you move this week? Not enough. Not enough. All right. Come on, 85%. But let's uh, go back real quick to last week because we're going to get into all the college football games and NFL. We're going to get to the uh, blowout that's going on at Lambeau Field right now. Uh, Detroit Lions, let me just update people. It's 24-3 Detroit. So if you're in traffic and you're a Packer fan, you're trying to race home so you can watch the game, relax. Still 9.07 to go in the first half. Packers got that opening field goal after an interception. Right now, Jordan Love is one of seven for nine yards and an INT. They have 10 yards rushing. Dylan has seven. Jones has three. Both have two carries. So that's the good news. Rushing-wise, they're averaging two and a half yards a carry. Passing-wise, 1.3 yards per pass attempt. Jared Goff, on the other hand, for Detroit, 9 of 14, 133 yards. He threw that opening interception, but has a touchdown pass to Amon Ra St. Brown. St. Brown, two receptions, 34 yards, and a touchdown. Josh Reynolds, two for 49, and Sam Laporta, who had a 35-yard 
reception on that uh, second drive there for Detroit has two catches for 40. We'll keep you updated on those stats for your fantasy. Uh, David Montgomery, 11 carries for 29 yards, but he does have two touchdowns. So while your average might be 2.6 per carry, if you have Montgomery in your lineup, you're okay because you have those two touchdowns. 24-3, Lions lead the Packers. We'll keep you updated. Let me just go and check on the college football because we do have three games that are rolling on this Thursday night. But the better games, like Brad told us, will be on Friday night, and we'll get into those. KT, looking good on two out of the three. I thought Jacksonville State would win a low-scoring, close game against Sam Houston State. But Sam Houston State, who trailed this game 7-0, is up 21-7. to that team hasn't scored more than 10 points in any game. Still 5-10 to go on their home field. The Bobcats in Houston, second quarter. But the other two I got right so far. Western Kentucky at the half, 23-3, leading Middle Tennessee State, who comes off the home loss to Colorado State. And then 21-3, Tulsa, who looked pretty good last week. They are taking care of business against E.J. Warner, Kurt Warner's kid. And the Temple Owls, 21-3 at the half. Tulsa went off a three-point favorite, total 55-and-a-half. Western Kentucky closed a six-and-a-half-point favorite. Total there was 61. And Sam Houston, was, uh, Sam Houston State was catching seven. 36 was your total. 36 it dropped down to at the Westgate Superbook. Lower than that, some other places. But we're going to get into some big games on Friday, Saturday, big-time games. And FCS-wise, I'm thinking that Montana State team that lost to South Dakota State, and Brad, you said they probably should have won that game on the road. I'm thinking that team's going to be, I just have a feeling, they're going to be back in the finals. There's three clearly superior teams and maybe a fourth in the FCS. Obviously, South Dakota State, North Dakota State, Montana State. I'm going to throw the fourth team Idaho? in there. Idaho, yeah. All right, there you Those go. Those are the four top teams in my power rating. And, just and updated them today. Now, Idaho... They're taking on Eastern Wash this week, right? Yeah, it's a big game. Yeah, Eastern Washington is much improved this year. Yes, they are. And I had them last week and also uh, Montana State. They were at Weber State, right? Yeah, won 40 to nothing. Yeah, it was a seven-point favorite. I bet them last week. Yeah, that was very impressive. So FCS, Brad Powers, Mark Hoke, of course, his alma mater, the Bison of North Dakota State. These guys got me into the FCS football and it was fun last year why South Dakota State, the Jackrabbits, were able to take care of business against North Dakota State. But Lubke, the, uh, uh, the big fullback, the running, game, uh, running back who was hurt, watching him excel on the Dallas Cowboys, like I saw this guy in a uh, preseason game. It was like the battering ram. I'm going, man, I'm glad that guy wasn't around for that final, man. Oh, because, yeah, because he would have made a difference. Oh, he would have. They lost by 24. No, but he would have. It would have changed everything. They would have controlled the clock, and Hoekster would have been bragging. Doubtful. Yeah, no, he's he's so happy with the Orioles' magic. He doesn't much care right now, but he does love his Bison of North Dakota. And State. they look pretty good this year, uh, so far, so good. They look improved from what they've been the last couple of years. And the good thing is, from what I understand, is Trey Lance still has edu- eligibility. <laughs> just kidding, Mark. I, it's just a little inside joke there between me and Powers. Yes, <laughs> and and Mark telling me that I'm number one. That's awesome. Thank you, Hoekster. All right, uh, we're going to take an early break. Right now, here, first segment in the books. When we come back, we got some good, solid college football tomorrow we'll get into. We'll keep you updated on the three games rolling. NFL game, of course, Lions in control, so you're not missing anything. Again, 24-3, to 6.09 to go in the first half from Green Bay. If things change, we'll update you as it goes. Meanwhile, baseball gets you caught up on those wild card uh, probabilities and whatnot as we go into the last three games of the season. And don't forget, Ryder Cup starts up tonight. Locally here at 10.35 p.m., you'll have that first match 
between Europe and the United States. That'll be just outside of Rome, Italy. And uh, USA a favorite. The last time they won on European soil was 1993. So a lot of folks over here in uh, on this side of the pond uh, betting on Europe. So we'll see how things work out. Ken Thompson, Brad Powers. Follow him on Twitter at Brad Power 7 Follow my producer at Mark Hoke Show. And follow Ken Thompson two ways. At Ken Thompson 87 at SportsX Radio. Miss any part of the show? Odyssey, A-U-D-A-C-Y. Just download it. If you don't have it now, you go right to the Odyssey Rewind feature. You can go right back and listen to the show. Just search SportsX Radio. Same thing with the Mark Hoke Show. Sunday mornings, 8 a.m. to 10 a.m., the best in professional wrestling. Miss that show. Same thing. KT also uh, breaks down the archives and will post them and pin them at Ken Thompson 87 and at SportsX Radio. So we are live from Vegas, PSBR Law Studios, 101.5 FMK, doing streaming live on that Odyssey app. Lots of college football. We'll even duck in some NFL with Powers because he's pretty good on that as well. We're live from Vegas. We'll be right back. Something magic happens Every time you go You make the magic happen The magic of Orioles baseball When the game is close And the yokes are hot There's a thundering roar from 34 To give it all they got Who's gonna hear the call? Every game does a different star. That's the magic of Oriole baseball. Oriole's magic, feel it happen. Oriole's magic, feel it happen. O R I O L E S. Magic, magic, magic. Uh, the magic, yes. It is done, it is over as far as the American League regular season, the Orioles. They've wrapped it up with a 2 nothing shutout against the Boston Red Sox. Beat Chris Sale, who gave up a home run to Santander in the first inning. His 28th of the year, they added another run later, win it by a score of 2 nothing, And the Orioles, their 100th win of the year, still three games to go, sitting at 159. How impressive is that? And the O's, best record in the American League, so they will. everything will go through Baltimore as far as the American League playoffs. My producer, Mark Hoke, in his glory right now. And, of course, uh, you know, a little bittersweet because Brooks Robinson passing away at age 86 the other day. And uh, Mr. Oriole, they would have loved for him to uh, see it right here while he was still on earth. But he's got a, a bird's-eye view, I'm sure, pun intended there, as the Orioles take care of business. So good stuff. And I just literally... Uh, just tweeted that out with the Oreo logo, and I just put clinched on there. So it is good to go. Meanwhile, Brad Powers in studio, lots of college football to go over, NFL as well. Brad, did you do anything with, the, with this Thursday night game? The Lions and the Packers still 24-3. to Lions under a minute to go, second quarter. And uh, just unbelievable how they've clamped down on Jordan Love and this Packer offense. Yeah, just a lean on the Lions. Uh, obviously, should have bet more. There you go. And uh, right now the Lions have the ball with those 37 seconds to go, and they are on the Packer 46-yard line. We'll let you know if they add on to that 24-3 lead. Probably live game under. They'll sit on the ball on a Thursday night game with a big lead. Jared Goff, 152, a touchdown and an interception. Montgomery, two touchdowns on the ground. So we'll uh, keep uh, keep an eye on it. Right now the Packers, 38 yards total offense in the first half. So they got off the hook. They trailed 17 nothing at the half last week. Derek Carr went down. New Orleans let them back in the game 
And, of course, they end up winning the game 18-17. They will be here a week from Monday to take on the Raiders. The Raiders have their own concerns this week in L.A. against Justin Herbert and the Chargers. Big game. If they can win it, they'd go to 2-2. Two and two. They lose it. Going to be 1-3 and three and uh, not looking good. Their schedule is rather favorable this year compared to last year, but right now they have their work cut out for them. But the Lions looking like they are the best team in the NFC North, and you know a lot of people prognosticate it, but they said it's a little different when you're the hunted instead of the hunter. But so far, so good. For Detroit, they got that one-point win on that opening Thursday night against Kansas City and sitting at 2-1, and one, pretty dominant defensively last year, although Atlanta did, uh, last week I should say, although Atlanta did miss a couple opportunities, but 20-6 to six held the Falcons, who were 2-0 and oh going into that game, to only six points. All right, BP, let's get into uh, some of the college football. We've got some good games tomorrow on the schedule, on the slate. Louisville and NC State. And uh, just talk to me about both these teams. Where Where are you with both these teams? Are these... Uh, teams that can challenge in the ACC, I would think Louisville maybe, right? Certainly. Well, I mean, Louisville's schedule has been very advantageous so far, and I think it's advantageous tomorrow night. I'd certainly lean on the Louisville side of things. Big game against Notre Dame on deck at home. But other than that, I mean, their schedule's a breeze. They don't play the big boys, so I could see them maybe making possible run at the ACC championship game. They'll be a prohibitive underdog if they play like a Florida State. But uh, so far, so good for Jeff Brom. I like, what I liked is the close games, KT. Goal line stand against Indiana, 15-point come from behind win against Georgia Tech. This is going to be a close game. I trust Louisville more. NC State hasn't covered a game yet this year. There you go. And you like Jack Plummer. He's uh, doing a pretty good job. Uh, Threw for almost 400 yards last week. Uh, Brennan Armstrong, he struggled at times at Virginia and is having trouble this year as well. Big time struggle. Do not trust him. All right. Uh, Remember, if we skip over any games, it's only going to – we're going to come back. I have 10 games that I've saved – for the, is it uh, 10 or is it like 10. 25 this like is, last week? <laughs> this is 10. I actually All counted right. them here. Uh, I used both hands, and when I ran out of yeah. fingers, I knew I got to 10 there, BP. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. I know last week I did, if you missed it, I did say, yeah, we've got about 10, 11 games. And it was like, we're like, Brad's like, we've done eight. How can we still have nine left? <laughs> All right. Uh, move on down. LaTeX and UTEP. UTEP disappointment. Had trouble with UNLV big time last week. How about Coach Odom and those Rebs, 3-1, and one, but UTEP and uh, Dana Dimmel struggling mightily. They stay at the Sun Bowl. Uh, Sun Bowl, it's a pick game against Louisiana Tech. Bachmeyer was banged up. Uh, backup quarterback stepped in and did a pretty decent job there for Louisiana Tech. In this game right now, it is a pick total, 50-and-a-half, BP. Lean towards UTEP. It's got to be their last stand. Otherwise, it's going to be a lost season. I wonder if Dana Dimmel will keep his job for next season uh, if they, they don't win that game like this. So I just lean UTEP, but nothing big. All right. So Louisville was three and a half, fifty-five and a half. As I backtrack to that game in Raleigh against NC State, would you lay it or is it uh, was it below three? So yeah, uh, it was below. Yeah, somebody, so. be, I didn't get to it. Somebody beat me to it. So uh, yeah, it's more of a pizza bet. All right, so one of the games we're going to skip over is Utah-Oregon State. Going to come back to that game right now. Oregon State in Corvallis, a Friday night game. It is four and a half in total, 44 and a half. Cincinnati and BYU. Let me see. I think that might be another game that KT might have been on. Nope, not on this one. It didn't make the top ten. But I did circle BYU. I know they uh, had a decent game where you said Slovis played pretty well against Arkansas. Last week, defense had a lot of trouble. And uh, end up losing by 11 at Kansas. But, you know, Kansas pretty good offense. Your take BYU in Provo against Cincinnati, the newcomer there in the Big 12 right now, the Bearcats, 
Uh, as the line is flip-flop, BYU started as a two-and-a-half-point favorite. It is now Cincy minus one, 49-and-a-half at the Westgate Superbook. So you and I bumping heads, BP. On this one, no. I just, uh, I'll say this. Uh, BYU a little bit misleading final last week. I mean, Kansas, you said the offense. Well, their best offense is actually their defense last week. Kansas scored two defensive touchdowns against BYU. So misleading final there. I just respect the money that's come in on Cincinnati. It's two guys that I know that are longtime winners. I'm talking 55-plus percent over a large sample size, 10 years. So if you want to bet BYU, you're up against it. I'll put it that way. All right. Emory Jones, of course, uh, threw a couple picks last week against Oklahoma. We expected the Sooners to take care of business at home against Cincy. Uh, What's your take on Emory Jones? Does he have a chance to play at the next level? No. No. uh, He's been okay. I mean, that's a really good game. I, I like these competitive point spread games because we haven't had to, with non-conference play, you're dealing with a lot of 17, 21, 28 point spreads. So near a pick game, we'll find out a lot what these teams can be this year. All right. The Hoekster, his team, Penn State, they're in Evanston to take on Northwestern. What a comeback by Northwestern last week against Minnesota. Penn State minus 26 against Northwestern, 46 your total. But that was really an outstanding game. Last week for Northwestern, here's a team that, you know, basically left for dead. They got one win so far, and then they get a second win already this year. Ben Bryant thrown for almost 400 yards. Kurtz, the wide receiver. How about a record? 215 yards receiving there for Northwestern. I mean, one of those that P.J. Fleck is still scratching his head. Uh, What He doesn't have any hair left, so I I don't know. I mean, that was... I tweeted this last night, the most inexcusable loss of the entire season so far to blow a three-touchdown fourth-quarter lead to Northwestern of all teams. Kudos for Northwestern. They were excited. They're playing very inspired. Uh, won't be enough. Penn State rolls. Big. Right, so Penn State has won their first four straight up. They've covered all four of those yeah. games. Uh, very, very impressive. How good is this Nittany Lions team when you've, you know, because I know you've watched Michigan and you've watched Penn State. And Michigan will go into Happy Valley later on in the year. I know there's still plenty of ball between now and then, but your overall gauge, because Michigan started with all these home games, and uh, they, to me, just don't look that impressive right now. I know they were without Harbaugh and their offensive coordinator for the first game. Harbaugh got back last week. Offense still struggling, but the defense looks pretty good. Yeah, I'd still have you know Michigan slightly favored over Penn State on a neutral, but I mean Penn State's a top five team in my power ratings. They, I mean honestly, maybe the most balanced team in college football I've seen so far because they played a couple of legit opponents. So I like this Penn State team quite a bit. We, we don't won't find out much against Northwestern. Then they have a bye. Then Massachusetts, and then on the twenty first of October they're in Columbus. Then we'll find out how good the team is. I like them against the Buckeyes. Your alma mater, one and three Bowling Green. By the way, they have uh, three interceptions against Michigan. Those are the only three interceptions that's Michigan, or only three turnovers Michigan has all season. So uh, BG came to play that game against McCarthy. Georgia Tech sitting at two and two. Key doing a nice job there. This Georgia Tech team to me is a team that's really going to turn things around. You can kind of feel yeah. it. You know, you just feel like they're they're starting to get some traction there with Key there as head coach. Uh, taking on Bowling Green, they're a big favorite at home, minus 22, 51 and a half is the total in that game. BP, what about it? I didn't bet the game, side or total. I would, if I had to lean, it would be with Georgia Tech. I can't, I mean, Bowling Green's offense is pathetic. The, the quarterback plays as bad as any in the entire country. Georgia Tech so far, uh, all these games pretty much have gone over, except last week it just depended when you. I would you lean over, but man, BG's got to help out that total. I mean, they don't do much, KT. Yeah, Oof. they uh, got 
throttled pretty good, and you thought Ohio, and you even mentioned it. You said the Bobcats have one heck of a defense because I asked you about Rourke, how healthy he was, and you said, KT, Ohio's got a defense, 38-7, only 10 first downs for Bowling Green last week. Yeah. 211 total yards. Ohio's defense, they're good. We'd be talking Ohio possible major bowl if if Rourke didn't get hurt against San Diego State. We'd be talking about an unbeaten season. Well, in Athens, and of course that's my nephew's alma mater, they're just wanting to win the MAC. Haven't won since 1968. Wow. Hopefully they get it done Back this when year. Mark was in high school. There you go. Yeah. yeah. He's trying to figure it out over there. That's good stuff. Him and Andy Isco. Him and Andy Isco, I think they were uh, classmates. Not born yet. All right, not born. All right. <laughs> All right, the hoaxer. Uh, meanwhile, Clemson and Syracuse. This game, psychologically, Syracuse got to be feeling good about themselves, 4-0. Clemson still wondering what happened. The end of the third quarter, leading Florida State, Deloach, great strip sack, Klubnick not feeling the blind side, then the fumble, and you could just see it because you didn't see any Clemson offensive lineman anywhere close to where that ball was rolling. You're like, gosh, unless they screw this up. And a big lineman actually was trying to get it for Florida State, but the ball kind of deflects off him and goes right back to Deloach, who was the guy that stripped it, and then he ends up taking it all the way in for the touchdown. That tied things up at 24 and then Clemson, of course, misses the field goal, 29-yard field goal, with a little under two minutes to go. And overtime, Florida State scores. Clemson does not. And that's how the game ends. But Clemson never trailed in that game till the final score. Bad beat if you bet Clemson. I did. How would you like it? I had plus three and a half from the week prior. Oh, my. Rough. That's right. I do remember that. Really rough. Yeah. That is uh that is tough. Now, Brad, what about the uh, – because there are a lot of people that get involved in the in-game wagering. Do you do that when you're in a strong position as far as, mm. you know, to win the bet? I should do it more. I don't. I, I Sometimes I get a little too emotional, so I just try to remove myself from it. I just uh, – what I, I have the value. I have the CLV. It wins long-term. Whether or not it wins that particular game it is what it is. Yeah, that is a tough one. Now, what's your take here? Clemson's a six-and-a-half-point road favorite. Syracuse, Dino Baber's team finding a way to uh, continue to play well. Uh, Clemson has won nine of the last ten meetings against the Orange. Uh, Syracuse beat them in 2017, but some of these games have been rather close. Yeah, they have been. Uh, in fact, four of the last six have been decided by uh, a possession. So, uh, and that was weaker Clemson, uh, weaker Syracuse teams than what this year's team is, and stronger Clemson team with uh, Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, yeah sunshine. So, yeah. I like Syracuse here. I like them plus the points, sprinkle a little bit of money line. You just worry about the dream crusher for Clemson. No national championship this year. And they're up against it in the ACC. For, How for impressive, sake. though, was Syracuse's defense? Because it's tough to shut down that option, right? Army came in. They averaged less than three yards a carry in that game. Yeah, second half they really got things together. I, I mean, I watched the Syracuse-Purdue game. This is a this is a – Purdue's not that good, but I mean – the oranges look like a. They had it together. Traders like running. I mean, he almost had 200 yards that game. I mean, this can be a severe challenge for Clemson if they are not mentally ready. Syracuse will beat them outright and maybe comfortably. Antonio Williams, their uh, wide receiver, is back. Clemson. That's a big, yeah. a big get there offensively for Klubnik. But you're right, Syracuse. And remember, was it uh, maybe about a year and a half ago? We're looking at Dino Babers being on the hot seat, maybe yeah. being out of there. Made behold. some good coordinator yeah. hires. Rocky Long is defense coordinator this year. Uh, the former uh, BYU quarterback is their OC, doing a really good job. Yeah, right now Syracuse looking tough. So you would take the six and a half? Yep. 
still value there for people. Brad, yeah, other, yeah, other it's, people it's ask there. Me, I mean, it's they they ask me on a number like this in college: Is it worth buying a half point to get it up to seven? No, I, it's never worth buying it in college. Just, I mean, if if you're not comfortable with it, just wait. I mean, let's see what the market does. I would say just you know, if if you're really worried about the price uh, like that, just get more outs. I mean, usually you, you you'll be able to find it seven somewhere. Good stuff there. That is game 125, 126, and we'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll pick it up with game 127, 128. Utah State, crazy game in Logan last week against uh, a pretty good team from James Madison. That game was wild. I mean, turnover fest over there in Logan. But we'll get into that. We'll keep things rolling. SportsX Radio 101.5 FM, Dawn streaming live on the Odyssey app. Let me go back real quick and uh, just kind of check on these scores, keep you updated on these games that are rolling. At the half, NFL, Thursday night football, Detroit Lions, 27-3. to They lead the Packers, so they were able to add a field goal. They went off a two-and-a-half-point favorite at the Westgate Superbook. 45 is your total. Then you, uh, we transition over there now to the other games on the diamond. Let me just check out some of these baseball scores. If you missed it, matinee style, Arizona lost today, so that's a loss. They cannot clinch a playoff uh, spot until they get one more win. Uh, they will be at home against Houston. The Astros come in town. It's a weird matchup this end of the, you know, the last three games of the year. You have AL West versus uh, NL West in Arizona. Cubbies right now down 5-2, top eight in Atlanta. Miami is up 2-1 to one in the top of the ninth against the Mets. Cubbies and Miami start at the day tied. So Miami would move into that uh, third wild card spot. They would have a one-game lead. Over the Cubs, I believe. Oh, no, that would be, yeah, right, because Arizona is sitting number two. Philly's already wrapped up the first wild card. So it's real important, but the Cubs are falling apart right before our very eyes. They will close with three games. Miami closes with three with Pittsburgh, and uh, the Cubbies, I'm trying to remember who they are. They're at Milwaukee, and so not like the Brewers, even though they already clinched the NL Central, are going to let up on the Cubs. Toronto, top nine, lead the Yankees 6 nothing. That is a big win. That will keep them right there a stranglehold on that number two wild card, and then it's between Seattle and Houston and Texas. Now, Texas looking like they've got the AL West wrapped up. They need one win in the four games in Seattle, and uh, that series just getting underway top one. It's Montgomery against Logan Gilbert from Seattle. Seattle losing last night 8-3 to to the Astros, so they're really behind the eight ball. They need a win tonight, the Mariners, to put some pressure, more pressure on the Houston Astros. Baltimore wrapped up the AL, complete AL, 2-0, they shut out Boston. 7-3, Detroit beat Kansas City. 2-1, Oakland knocks off Minnesota. And then uh, interleague play, talked about it, the White Sox be, behind Toussaint beat Arizona by a score of 3-1. Milwaukee shut out St. Louis, 3-0. Corbin Burns continues to pitch well. And Pittsburgh, a 3-2 win at Philadelphia. In those college football games, still 23-3, Western Kentucky leading Middle Tennessee State, 12 minutes to go third quarter, 24-11. Tulsa up over Temple, 8.05 to go third quarter, and 21-7. Second half about to get underway. Sam Houston State at home leading Jacksonville State. Keep an eye on all these games. SportsX Radio 101.5 FM Dawn Streaming live on that Odyssey app. Download it now if you have not. A-U-D-A-C-Y. Ken Thompson, Brad Powers, producer Mark Hoke, live from Vegas. Coming right back at you. Just one look at you. And I know it's going to be. Uh, throwback 
Thursday. Mark Hope spinning the hits. You already missed the uh, Orioles anthem if you uh, just tuned in. But I can play it again. Now they'll go to the archives or the Odyssey Rewind feature to listen in. Orioles clinching the AL East. 27-3, second half, about to get underway. NFL Thursday night football. All Lions, four sacks for Detroit, none for Green Bay. And again, the Packers led that game 3 nothing after an interception by Goff. But since then, Goff has calmed down. Thrown for 163, a touchdown. Montgomery, 53 yards on the ground, two touchdowns. And uh, Laporta, Reynolds, St. Brown all doing their part. And then the defense coming up big with four sacks, six tackles for loss already. Packers, no sacks, one tackle for loss. This is a complete mismatch. Yes, Green Bay banged up on the offensive line. Last time Bakhtiari was actually healthy or not even listed on the uh, injury report, I think I was like 12. I mean, unbelievable. This guy just cannot stay healthy. And a couple other starters missing as well. So you had the left guard, left tackle, and right tackle all missing, I believe, tonight for Green Bay. So we keep an eye there. Get things rolling. Tons of college football to get into with Brad Powers. Got about six, seven minutes before we uh, get to the end of this hour. And then we'll go rapid fire throughout hour number two. BP will pick it up with Utah State and UConn. And it's a Utah State team that had a great advantage against a team from James Madison playing their third straight road game. JMU got out to a huge lead. Utah State stormed back, and I thought, gosh dang, if they could just tie this up, they're going to win this game. They had all the momentum, but they came up a touchdown short. Break this one down for me. Yeah, well, they did come back and tied. It was tied at 38, and then just, you know, turnovers and some, you know, messed up some opportunities there. You, you started to see why, you know, guys like myself, like Utah State, James Madison, looked like they ran out of gas there in the elevation across the country. So, uh, but kudos, James Madison, they got the win. In this game, mm, tough. Connecticut hasn't shown anything, to be honest with you. Uh, it's Utah. At the current number, it's Utah State or nothing for me. Yeah, well, uh... Right now, the line has <laughs> uh, Utah State five. It's five and a half, actually, uh, uh, down to five. Down oh, to wow. five and fifty-one at the Westgate Superbook. So some money. Going. I did bet UConn on the openers. Nobody wants to hear it, uh, but at the current number, I would lean Utah State. All right, uh, Pittsburgh and Virginia Tech. Narduzzi's team having trouble getting out of their own way. Virginia Tech, nothing to write home about. Uh, I know this is an ugly game. I mean, this used to be like a, a real big matchup. But right now, both teams 1-3 and three limping in. How about Pitt 0-3-1 against the number? Not looking good at all. Uh, your take on this one with Virginia Tech, the home team in Blacksburg. Pittsburgh does hold a 7-4 advantage since this actually became an annual matchup in the ACC. Where are you on this one? I didn't bet Sider total. Just an ugly matchup, two teams that have not looked apart. Drones, the quarterback, not sold on him for Vatek. Ah, he's okay, but I mean... Where are we at, Virginia Tech football? They're losing. I mean, they're a touchdown underdog to Marshall. They're getting beat up by Rutgers. I mean, that's not the Virginia Tech football that I grew up with. It's a kind of a sad situation. And then Pitt has just been an abysmal failure. There's nothing that Pitt does. How old is Beamer? Is there any chance he comes back? We've seen no. coaches do it, like Chris Alt and the guys oh, coming back. You know, old, no. just coming back to try and you know resurrect the program because no. when it's falling, free falling like it is, it's embarrassing. No, he can't. He's too old. Any chance Shane Beamer? No. Can't leave the SEC. I know. Maybe if he gets fired, eh. which is possible. Try and save the old man's legacy, the school in Blacksburg? No? I was just there this summer. Oh, wow. Beautiful there. Very yeah. beautiful. Buddy Bill Roth, longtime play-by-play guy for the Hokies, left for a little bit and then uh, went back. Troy and Georgia State. Georgia State, very impressive. 
you know, last week. Troy's just a, an offense that's having trouble. Turnovers. It can't be consistent in that regard. So I actually like Troy in this game. I think they're, you know, if, as long as they play a clean football game, I think they're the superior team. We've seen the money come in on Troy. You're getting the money. Georgia State was a three-point favorite down to 150.5. So KT will take Georgia State. All right. We might come back. We'll come back to that. You always get me on these to... games, and I'm like, hi, just lean with it. And then you're storming in here next no, no, Wednesday. Just, I, next I just, Thursday. I, I, hey, I went 4 and 1 against you. No, I'm like, what did I lose? It was only 3 and 0. Last week, you lost like, Georgia Southern Ball State. I got you. TCU SMU. All right. Which wasn't even close. And then you you were nice. You took the 6.5 with the Broncos. Yeah. You said it's 7, KT. I go, I'll give I'm you 6.5. Like, I mean, I. Leans. I'll give you forty six and a half next time they play. All right, fair <laughs> enough. Funny. We'll have we'll, some fun. We'll with come it. back to that. All right, BP. All right, uh, just say, you know, look. Every now and then, KT can have some fun with Brad Powers. I mean, and, the uh, show's costing me money at this rate. <laughs> I mean, it's unbelievable. Go ahead, hoaxer. Try. Yeah, you go ahead. You can say something. I, I'm just going to say this: that right. Brad, I call that Ken is guilty of a bogosity. He's treating you very poorly. Very poorly. <laughs> and uh, I will overrule his terrible just crushing you uh, and making you look like a fool. It is wow. incorrect. It is not cool. And KT guilty of the major bogosity. I'm not I'm not no, you are. denying it. I'm not denying it. it. It's all right. Every now and then I can have some fun at Brad Power's expense. Very few people can. I call shenanigans and hijinks on Ken Thompson on SportsX Radio. You have two minutes. The best was, though, last week my handicap with Notre Dame. I'm just going because Brad's going against his team. It's That's all it is. I, I They could have been 40-point underdogs. It's just something whenever Notre Dame has a good team and BP. It's like Chuck Edel with the Cubs back in the day. Chuck goes, ah, I'm going against the Cubs. And they'd win, I mean, 80% of the time. So it's kind of like that with BP over the years. Brad, were you happy with that game, by the way? I won some money, but I wasn't. It was as tough. I saw your. Twitter. It was a devastating. Loss. He said he would have I, rather lost the ten thousand. I had about ten grand on the game. I would have rather lost ten thousand dollars than to lose like that. Can I borrow fifty bucks? After the show, okay. There you go. <laughs> Boy, puts him on the spot. You know that's bogosity right there. Yeah. We'll have none of that, hoaxer. You're overruled. That's a Travis Shea mockery. Oh, okay, there you go. All right, and I'll figure that out. Uh, it's too many syllables for a guy from Jersey. <laughs> Kill he got a minute now. All right. Uh, Maryland and Indiana. We'll duck that one in real quick. Uh, Talia Tungavailoa and the Terps. Decent offense. I mean, they got it going anyway. Last week, minus 14 and a half against Indiana, who's not a bad defense. 50-year total. Is this one you touch, BP? Eileen, Indiana, getting the hook there. Although, I mean, they should have lost to Akron last week, to be honest with you. Akron should have made that field goal. I mean, Hoke could have made that field goal at the end of the game. But uh, Maryland is a team I want to play against. Next week, the Buckeyes crush Maryland. That's it. All right, so that's the uh, that's the deal. When we come back, we'll pick it up. We'll get back into the Big 12, Baylor and Central Florida from Orlando, and then we start getting into the SEC. Uh, well, actually, we're not going to start getting it because those are two of the games that we're – no, actually, we'll get into the one game, South Carolina and Tennessee. Uh, Florida and Kentucky will be one of the ten that we save. Notre Dame and Duke will be one of those games that we save as well. Uh, just move on down. You got a bunch of SEC games, but we'll save Michigan, Nebraska. That game from Lincoln. Looking forward to that. USC, Colorado, Washington, Arizona. Those are games we're going to save. We'll get right to the uh, first of the ten. Will be Utah at Oregon State. Cam Rising is he ever going to play? I mean, they threw us a curveball last week. We thought he'd be back, but 
to no avail. We'll see what happens. SportsX Radio, first hour in the books. Ken Thompson, Brad Powers, PSBR Law Studios in Las Vegas. Miss any part of the show, just go to that Odyssey Rewind. Mark Hoke running the show, one hour in the books. Coming right back, 101.5 FM Dawn on that Odyssey app. Live from Vegas. Welcome back from halftime. It's just after 7 o'clock in the big city. Time to continue America's favorite Las Vegas sports show. Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson. <laughs> yeah. What up? Party's going on. Duh. Going to a party. Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson is brought to you by Hannah Shade Boyle and Rappaputi. Trial lawyers that get results. Steiner's Pub, a true Nevada-style pub. Preventative Diagnostic Center. Rob Ritchie, Farmers Insurance. So get ready, because Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson starts now. Now. All right, KT Hour number two, PSBR Law Studios in Las Vegas. The best in personal injury, strength by your side, the relentless pursuit of justice. Panache, Boyle, Rabaputi, PSBRlaw.com, 702, area code. You got that down, 830-9353 for personal injury. Update the college football, Western Kentucky up 23-10 to 10 now as the uh, Blue Raiders have made it closer. They have the ball back with a second and two on their own 17. Temple just going on a fourth and three from the Tulsa three, uh, fourth and goal, and they get it. E.J. Warner, a touchdown pass, extra point good. 31-18 now, Tulsa leading with a minute to go in the third quarter at home. Still 21-7, Sam Houston State leading Jacksonville State as uh, the Gamecocks of Jacksonville State have the ball on their own 40. And those are your three college football games. Meanwhile, NFL, we told you, at the half, Lions up 27-3. Packers have the ball now. And uh, third quarter, 11-27 to go. Score has not changed. Ken Thompson, Brad Powers, at Brad Powers, 7 and uh, BP still uh, taking people that want to get involved as far as getting the plays, VIP. Yeah, a few, a few openings left. Uh, people ask for refunds, so uh, there's a few openings left. That's the best. People asking for refunds. They'll be sorry later on in the season. Well, that's okay. We're off to a winning start. I mean, it hasn't been perfect scenario, but the NFL and college combined, we're off to a winning start. That's all you can ask. For. Closing line value, eighty-five percent. Yep. Good enough for me. That's uh, people that you know haven't been around the game for a long time don't understand. Got to go fifty-two and a half percent to you know basically come out even to churn a profit, right? You got to go fifty-two and a half percent to come out even, right? Fifty-two point three eight. Okay, there you go. All right, good to stuff. be exact. To be that's good. That's what I want. I want you to be exact because I know I'll get some emails saying, "No, Thompson, you missed it by point one three percent." All right, or one point one two percent. Okay, so where we left off, South Carolina, uh, Baylor in Central Florida? Yep. Is that the one? Yeah, Baylor in Central Florida. Talk to me about this game because, uh, you know, that's why I was asking you, backup quarterback for UCF, how good is he? Can he get the job done while Plumlee's out? And uh, you said, KT, one thing about UCF, they've got speed in the backfield. Yeah, Johnny Richardson, R.J. Harvey, I mean, these guys are electric, uh, to say the least. I mean, they just pop. I mean, I watch 25, 30 games a week, and when guys are popping – uh, they're doing something. Uh, Timmy McLean's okay. I mean, he makes some bad decisions, so that concerns me anytime you're laying points here. But my goodness, I'm not sure Baylor can keep pace here. Uh, let's see. Let's look at the quarterback injury situation for Baylor. I, I think Shapin might go. That's why this line hasn't touched 14 yet. I think they're waiting on that. I actually want Central Florida if Shapin plays. It's minus 12.5 Central Florida, 55.5 your total. 
from Orlando. All right, let's jump to the SEC, South Carolina, and uh, Rattler going into Knoxville against Tennessee. Right now, Joe Milton, the third and company, favored minus 12 in Knoxville, 63-year total. BP, you're on this game. Yeah, I'm on South Carolina. Uh, it's injury-related. Joe Milton's banged up, not on the injury report. So uh, we'll see. I, I've been heard that uh, there's a possibility he might not play. So that's why the South Carolina was released. In addition to the fact, I think Spence, a lot of great quarterbacks across the country. Spencer Rattler is playing as well as anybody in the country right now. I agree. I mean, 18 to 20, 288 yards, three touchdowns last week. 37-30, they beat Mississippi State. We were on that game, laid the six. Uh, they kept getting it up to double digits, and Mississippi State kept cutting it back to that one score. But nonetheless, they got the win and the cover. So game cocks for Brad Powers and KT. Game 139-140, we'll skip over Florida and Kentucky. Let's jump back to the ACC, Virginia, Boston College, Chestnut Hill, BC minus three and a half, 53 and a half. It was three a lot of places, now three and a half. It actually opened at two and a half. Is BC the right side? We saw how well they played against Florida State at home. Nah, I bet the over, but I don't like the mood to Tony Musket at quarterback for Virginia. I like the other kid because he was kind of boom and bust for, for, for Virginia. So uh, lean over, but I, I really liked it when I originally bet it. Uh, yeah, because I was looking at, I was thinking BC's four and over the over. I mean, they're running some tempo that Castellanos kid can really, you know, run around and stuff. BC's defense sucks. Yeah, well, actually, uh, only held Florida. Well, I think Florida State like three hundred eleven yards. I think. Total, yeah, right? but still had thirty one points. I mean, Holy Cross got up there. Northern Illinois had their highest point total of the season against BC fifty six last week against Louisville. All right, we skip over uh, Notre Dame at Duke, and then we get to Georgia Southern. Buzz saw last week blew out Ball State forty to three or whatever it was. It was unreal. And then you get Coastal Carolina. This was a team. I think a lot of people were looking at Coastal Carolina and South Alabama, you know, as the strength there and the Sun Belt. But both these teams from Georgia, Georgia Southern, Georgia State, playing good solid ball. But Georgia Southern really playing nice ball. Their only losses to Wisconsin, Georgia Southern. Less than a touchdown last I saw. Yeah, six and a half total, sixty-six. Uh, I, I look, Grayson McCall is still a heck of a quarterback, but I, until somebody shows me they can slow down Georgia Southern, I mean, even Wisconsin, you talked about it. Well, if it wasn't for the turnovers, Georgia Southern's right there in Madison. I like Georgia Southern, probably best bet of the week here. Uh, Good we deal. Watch, All right. We watched this uh, Coastal Carolina team in this studio last week. I didn't like what I saw. I didn't like what I saw body language-wise. They're at home on a short week, a lot of advantages, and they just got punched in the mouth from start to finish by Georgia State. Uh, Georgia Southern is legit. Go look at the box score against Ball State. They were much more dominant against Ball State than what Georgia was against Ball State and Kentucky was against Ball State. Wow, impressive. Speaking of South Alabama, the Jaguars from Mobile, they are playing James Madison, their first home game for the Dukes. In a long time, three straight road games, but found a way to get W's in all of them. James Madison, minus three, 49 and a half. This should be a heck of a game. It will be. I, You know, South Alabama's back's against the wall after losing to Central Michigan. I think it was more of they looked ahead after beating Oklahoma State. They just did not take Central Michigan seriously. They'll play their A game here. I'll, I'll lean with them, plus three. All right, so we'll look at the Jaguars. Their game, 147-148. Old Dominion, they're at Marshall. Marshall, 3-0, 2-1 against the number coming in. And the Thundering Herd favored by 14 even now at the Westgate Superbook. Total 47 BP. Tough laying 14 with this Marshall offense. But I would say the biggest mismatch of this entire week in college football. Old Dominion last in the country, allowing 26 sacks so far in four games. Marshall. 
played three games, 15 sacks, five sacks per game, number one in the country. So I think Marshall's defensive line dominates. All right, good stuff there. Buffalo, the Bulls at Akron. You talked about Akron having an opportunity against Vautech. Should have made the field goal, didn't do it. The Zips are at home, minus two and a half, 55 the total against the Bulls of Buffalo. I lean Akron, but what's their emotional state? I mean, they had that game against Indiana. It was right there for the taking, and they lost. Heartbreaking. I don't like Buffalo at all this year. They got a very fortunate cover against Louisiana last week. I know you don't like this Eastern Michigan team. You said this was one of the poorest teams that you saw Chris Creighton field over the last decade. They're at Central Michigan, but the line going from 6.5 now up over a touchdown. It's still a directional Michigan battle. Eastern Mich, Central Mich, Chippewas favored now 7.5 total, 47.5. Lean Central Michigan, but don't like it as much as they did earlier in the week. There you go. All right, Central Mish. Yeah, they uh, actually went into South Bend, and I mean, at least first half they very competent, there, right? Uh, Mac, you can tell McElwain's a pretty good coach. I mean, OC at Alabama for a couple national championships, did well at Colorado State. I mean, he's he's competent. I'll put it that way. No doubt. Miami of Ohio at Kent, Golden Flashes at home, catching fourteen and a half. Fifty is the number. Now it's a Kent State team that. You know, really has a, I mean, has a lot of new players, new coach, and, uh, you know, complete roster overhaul. Miami of Ohio, they're a decent team. They got pummeled pretty good early in the year, but they've won three in a row, covered three straight, right? Yeah, lost it, got beat up by Miami, Florida. Miami might be pretty good, but, I mean, they've won and covered three in a row, look good. Beating Cincinnati's a big win. First time they've beaten the, the uh, Bearcats in 16 tries, so. They got a lot going on right now. Uh, with that being said, I lean Kent State. Yeah, 14 and a half, your number, Miami of Ohio. Total of 50 golden flashes at home. Ball State getting throttled last week by Georgia Southern at Western Michigan. The Broncos at home, minus 150 and a half against Ball State. Yeah, power ratings play for me. I just like Ball State outright. UL Lafayette coming off a nice win. They were uh, good to KT last week. They took care of business, covered the 10. You were on UL Lafayette last week. They didn't week. cover. They, they didn't blew cover. it at the end. They were up three touchdowns with five minutes left in cover. Oh, my. Horrible. I had Louisiana. I mean, it was horrific. Buffalo went down the field, scored, gone kick, got it, scored another touchdown. Wow. Yeah, nice Louisiana crush. only won by seven. Yeah, see, I was watching all those games, and I just yeah. glanced at scores, and I'm like, oh, okay, oh, that one's yeah, good. Was, I, I counted bad. that one for you, man. I didn't. I did, that is one score I did not yeah. even see. But I did see Minnesota blow that big lead mm. against Northwestern as I was watching. I said, let me go back, and the Big Ten channel uh, actually picked it up there at the end because that wasn't the main game at that time. But the other game finished prior to, I think, was it Iowa? One of the games finished uh, prior to, and then they put on that Minnesota-Northwestern ending on the uh, Big Ten network. Minnesota's minus 11, though, 48 and a half. Do you even touch it? Yeah, I can't touch the game. I mean, Minnesota's got to win this game. They haven't covered a point spread all year, though. Yep, Minnesota 0-4 against the spread. And uh, let me see, just ducking, you know, going back. Uh, Yeah, didn't miss anything else outside of Buffalo. Four straight overs for the Bulls. Miami of Ohio has won three straight straight up and has covered those three games as well. Get to the next game, Arkansas State and Massachusetts, UMass. Is uh, UMass the Minutemen at home minus two fifty six your total? Uh, I'm gonna a lot of money comes in every week on Massachusetts. Let's see if we can get a three here. I'm gonna fade them and take Arkansas State. All right, 
it. Uh, Red Wolves starting to play a, a little better. I yeah, mean, beat Southern Miss. That was a big win, and then I was coming off a win against, uh, I believe, an FCS opponent. So, I mean, they're playing better right now. They had a you big can't lead. lay points with Massachusetts. you got to learn how to win before you learn how to cover. Yeah, I felt. I, I, I was thinking Arkansas State's going to blow it. they got a big lead, yeah. and then uh, next thing you know, that game was tied, but they came back and ended up winning the game. Michigan-Nebraska will skip over, come back to that game. New Mexico in Laramie against Wyoming. Pokes minus 14-41. This New Mexico team kind of fooled you early. You ended up taking them against New Mexico State, but they just don't look very good. You said Danny Gonzalez probably going to get Yeah, but they won in overtime against Massachusetts last week, so that was a big win for them. Uh, We'll find out this week. Uh, I I hate laying points with Wyoming. They're a team you just bet as an underdog or or a short favorite like last week, but – I can't bet it now. It opened at a low number. Jump over USC, Colorado. Game I'll be at on Saturday. Hawaii at UNLV right here at Legion Stadium. UNLV beating up on UTEP, getting that W there. And, you know, backup quarterback, Maeva playing well. Yeah. Uh, 59 and a half is your total. Rebels looking to go 4-1 and one under Coach Odom. Uh, they made a really good coaching hire. I didn't see. I didn't expect it to show this year. Uh, so I'm going to have to sweat out this under six and a half win total. It's going to be unbelievable. Uh, with that being said, can't lay. This is a rivalry, especially for Hawaii. Hawaii will bring the Ninth a, Island. Yeah, they'll be. They there. will bring a lot of fans. I've seen this game a couple times since I moved to Vegas. Uh, I'm gonna lean Hawaii. I bet Hawaii in this game. All right, uh, pretty solid effort there by in the backfield there by Vincent Davis and. Uh, Jaden Thomas, the yeah, freshman. Yeah, the Jet. Jet Thomas, they Jet call Thomas him. Jet Thomas had four yeah. touchdowns and 100 yards on the ground. Very impressive. Was the freshman, Mountain West freshman of the week. I and love their offense impressive. corner, the go-go offense. This is a, this is the best coaching staff that UNLV's had in two decades. Good stuff from Brad Powers. I think UNLV's going to get the win, and I'll stay away from the, yeah, 11's a, a steep number to lay to Yeah, Hawaii. Hawaii can throw the football. Mm-hmm. Yep, and... uh they came up short in Nashville against Vandy, but they did move the ball pretty good during that rain delay, which happened you know, several times during that game, the opener in Nashville. Arizona State at Cal. Cal minus 12.5, 48.5. Your guy, uh, Drew Pine, pretty good effort, the transfer from Notre Dame against Southern Cal. This was a one-touchdown game after three quarters. Uh, SC ends up winning it by two touchdowns. But, you know, Arizona State, Pine is back, banged up, but Borgay is back. Yeah, Borgay's back, but I thought Pine played the best that I've seen out of the four quarterbacks that Arizona State's already played this year. He looked the best that I've seen, so I like Cal. I mean, Cal had a little bit of a phony final last week, phony final against Auburn, a game they should have won, so I'm going to lay the points with Cal. All right, Brad says in game 172, take Cal, minus 12.5, total 48.5. Oregon-Stanford, Oregon coming off the route at home over Colorado. Now they go to Palo Alto. They're laying 27 big ones up from 23. 61 is your total. Bo Nix trying to, uh, you know, pull off the bodacious Heisman run there. They've got the posters all over New York. And you know what? He's playing great ball. You called it last week, uh, monumental beatdown. You said, hey, not only take Oregon for the game, but take them first half. That was a big play for you. Yeah, and they had it covered. They didn't because they did that stupid two-point conversion. Right. Uh, so I was like, man, that might cost me, but it didn't. That, that was a rocking chair win. Right. Those are those are bizarre things when teams do that. You're up 13 nothing, and all of a sudden you go for two. It, it's good. It kind of lets the other team know they're in for an onslaught if you get it, right? And you're up 15 nothing. Huh. But if you don't get it, especially for those that laid 13 and a half in the yeah. first half, you're like, what the hell are you doing, man? Yeah. 
So they got it on the next try, though. Yeah, it didn't matter. No, it didn't, and it uh, it got worse. Way worse for Dion. Dion needed the sunglasses that game for sure. He'll need them Saturday. <laughs> There's a preview. All right, there you go. All right, so we'll uh, well that'll be one of the ten that we talk about Southern Cal. In Boulder. This game, I'm going to lay it again with Oregon. Buy on deck. I don't think they closed the game like they wanted to uh, against Colorado last week. Stanford, I they've been good efforts the last couple of weeks, but I wonder how much they got left in the tank after back-to-back close home losses. If Oregon wants margin, they'll get it. They've got players. There's no doubt in the speed. You see it in Bucky Irving, man. I mean, Noah Whittington. Oh, yeah. But those guys, I mean, absolutely awesome. And then Franklin, uh, good solid receiving core there. But Bo Nix, very under control. And the defense has speed as well. Yeah, they're pretty good up front. I mean, this is a legit team. Pac-12's got three or four really legit teams this year. Are they good enough? Is anybody good enough, do you think, to where they'll avoid multiple losses inside the Pac-12? Good question. To be determined. Okay. I don't know. They all play each other. I, mm. I it's gonna I, I, honestly, it's a it's a loaded question because a lot of it's gonna I think depend on health. Oregon will be at Washington on the 14th, so they have a bye after this game at Stanford. Then they get Wazoo. Then they go to Utah. They get USC November 11th, and they close with Oregon State also. Everybody plays. Wait till these schedules. Uh, coming up in a couple weeks, Pac-12 teams, it's, it'll be an onslaught. Murderer's Row every single week. Yep. It's going to be crazy. All right, we'll get into Washington, Arizona down the line. What about my man Panish, his boys, playing pretty good ball under Tedford of late, minus 24.5, 50.5 from Bulldog Stadium against Nevada's Wolfpack. Ah, maybe a lean on the over. Haven't bet it the game yet. Ooh, Nevada's feeble. I like the South Florida offense. Uh, they got the ball moving pretty good. This quarterback can wing the ball around. Navy, with their style, they're in Annapolis. They're minus 3, 54.5. Do we look over this game? Do look over. When you got contrasting styles, you know, Navy's not used to seeing high tempo, which is South Florida's running it. Golish is their new head coach. He yep. comes from Tennessee. Yeah, I like the over. Purdue at home, pick them against Illinois, 53 and a half. This is a tough one for me. Uh, don't know if in the trenches Purdue's going to be able, physicality-wise, to, uh, you know, move the ball on Illinois. But Illinois' offense is rather stagnant at times. Illinois for me, but I don't like what I've seen from either team so far this year. Northern Illinois, the boys from DeKalb at Toledo. Uh, is Finn out? I think Finn's out. Okay, so that's, that's why Northern Illinois was a VIP pick today. Oh, was it? Okay. Northern Illinois yeah. plus 13. What you, would you give it out at? 13 and a half. 13 I kept half. waiting for 14, 14. And then what you don't want is missing, oh, here's the, you know, the flashes on Don Best. Daquan Finn's out, and then line goes to 10. Yeah. All right, so I don't think he plays. I think it's like ninety percent he doesn't play. Toledo at the glass ball minus thirteen forty eight the total. Brad Power says get on the Huskies. You better get on them now. That line has dropped a little bit, but uh, could drop more if DeQuan Finn is out, and that is confirmed there. Alabama at Mississippi State and uh, Nick Saban getting the win against Mississippi and now going to Starkville. Having to deal with the cowbells, but you know what? Mississippi State's offense, they, look, they never went away against South Carolina. Every time they got down double digits, they made it a one-score game. Uh, Bama's defense started stepping up. I think they're going to shut down Mississippi State. I, I could only lay the 14-and-a-half, 46-and-a-half. Agree. Agree. I like what I've seen the last two weeks from Alabama's defense. I, I think in that no-nothing game that everybody's talking about how bad the Alabama offense was against South Florida. How about 34-13 in this one? That sounds about right. 
All right, that's uh, that's my that's my score of the of the week. Thirty four thirteen Alabama over Mississippi State. Iowa State at Oklahoma. Iowa State playing a good solid game against Oklahoma State. More points than any of us thought would be scored in that game. You think Oklahoma? They're four and zero against the number, and uh, it's a good Sooners team. I can't wait for that Red River game, but I want both teams to be unbeaten. Oklahoma's minus twenty forty eight and a half. They did struggle with SMU, but Brad liked SMU. He said this is a better team than. And maybe they're better than Iowa State. Who knows? Uh, I, I can't go against Oklahoma. They're at home. Uh, Iowa State probably happy that they got a win last week. But, you know, Gundy's a pretty you – know, well, he's Oklahoma State. So, uh, oh, it's our guy our guy from Toledo that's over there now. Matt in his, Campbell. Yeah, Campbell's there in his eighth year now at uh, Iowa State there in Ames. What's your take on this one? Pass. I just I, – I worry about Oklahoma in the second half. They're out to a big league. They start thinking about Texas. All right, we take a break. We come back. SportsX Radio, pick it up with game 189. Jump back to the Big 12, Houston and Texas Tech. And we get uh, into those last 10 games in just a little bit. And we've got some good ones, SEC, Pac-12, even Big 12. And uh, one involving that independent that Brad Powers roots for growing up, Notre Dame. They'll be at Duke. We are live from Vegas, 101.5 FMK Dawn, streaming live on the Odyssey app. You're listening to SportsX Radio. I'm Ken Thompson. Mark Hoke producing. Mark Hoke show 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. Sunday mornings. The best in professional wrestling. Tune into the Odyssey app as well and the Odyssey Rewind feature in case you miss any of the show. Live from Vegas, coming right back. Mark Hoke in his glory, my producer, a happy camper. His Orioles win the AL East, win the American League. You kidding me? Best record in the AL, 100 wins, 59 losses, three games to go. And the O's taking care of business tonight, 2 nothing. And uh, great news for Orioles fans. By the way, their uh, AAA team will be out here in Vegas at uh, the Aviators Ballpark. So Mark Hoke is going to try and make it over there on Saturday in the one-game championship there. So... Things going good for that Orioles organization. Ken Thompson, Brad Powers on a Thursday night. 27-11 Detroit leading Green Bay. Lions with the ball, 223 to go third quarter. Boy, Goff just got sacked now. So uh, third and 15 on Detroit's 18. You never know. Could it be? Could Jordan Love bring them back from 27-3 down? We'll keep you posted here until we go to the top of the hour. SportsX Radio 101.5 FM. K-Dawn streaming live on that Odyssey app Monday through Friday, 6 to 8 Pacific time. And again, rewind feature on Odyssey or the archives pinned at SportsX Radio at Ken Thompson 87. Getting back to the college football as KT and Brad Powers continue to roll through the games. And we'll get to those uh, big KT's Big Ten. We start out the show with the starting five, but we get into the Big Ten uh, we left off BP with, uh, let's see, what game are we on here? And I'm scrolling down. We are on Houston and Texas Tech. So Houston and Texas Tech, Texas Tech, the Red Raiders all banged up at the quarterback position, minus 8.5, 51.5. Boy, they hurt me last week. Quarterback goes down early on in that game. And, uh, it, boy, this offense is for Joey McGuire not looking good. You know, Holgerson, his team, Nothing to write home about as well. From Lubbock, 8.5, Texas Tech, 51.5. Yeah, I like, I like the under. Uh, I don't trust, obviously, Texas Tech's offense, but their defense can play well. Um, I, I don't like what I've seen from, from Houston so far this year, so under for me. Texas Tech, 1-3 in three in their only win against an FCS club, although they could have beaten Oregon in that Could have beaten Wyoming, game. too. Should have, be, should have beaten Wyoming with that big 
17 nothing lead, I think, at halftime or whatever it was. Uh, Georgia and Auburn will skip over that game. Boise and Memphis State. Uh, Boise State and Memphis. Uh, try that, KT. Uh, Memphis minus 359 and a half the total. Uh, tough game. Uh, I kind of like Boise, though. I think they're being a little bit undervalued in the market. Don't like Memphis's coach. Uh, we saw that here a couple weeks ago against Navy. Uh, Boise for me, plus three. Appalachian State, UL Monroe. Terry Bowden's boys at home catching 14 from the boys from Boone. What is about that it? 14 painted now? 14 huh. painted, 50 and a half. Uh, is the, and that's I, at the missed, Westgate Superbook. But I, there are 13 and a half still other places in okay. Vegas. Okay. Uh, yeah, I like the thirteen and a half. That's in the mix for uh, release. I just—it's not a great spot. ULM's off a of bye, long travel for App State after blowing the game against Wyoming. I just think they're clearly a superior team. App State's got a couple of close losses. Yeah, the game to North Carolina again, real tough one right there, yeah. knocking on the door again. Texas State five and a half, sixty-one. Uh, couldn't get going in the first half for your total against no. Nevada, and then they get rolling in the third quarter. And you get it, but other people a half point short. Yep. You know, I'm 59 and a half. It ends on 59. Yeah, tough. Uh, tough week in that regard. A tough grading week. Everything was right near the number. Uh, it's a tough one here. I mean, Texas State's one of the most improved, if not the most improved team in the country. Entirely different roster. But G.J. Now G.J. Kinney doing a nice job. Very nice job. But now they're playing with some expectations. Didn't cover the big number last week against Nevada. Now they're laying points on the road against a desperate Southern Miss team pass right now michigan state we know tucker's officially out iowa at home in iowa city probably better for their sparty that they're going on the road 36 and a half the low total <laughs> here unbelievable uh is d'antonio staying with the the green and white i haven't read too much i i bet iowa i'm okay with iowa this week they bounce back after the performance against penn state i just they I, they got more things going for them. I mean, I, I don't know what Michigan State. I'm hearing rumors because they played four games so far. Guys are going to take red shirts because you're allowed to play four games and stuff like that. So keep an eye on that. Guys might be just checking out. We did see uh, Chris Kleiman turn down and say, I'm not taking the job. If, it, if it, <laughs> Absolutely. Kansas State right, right now is a better job. LSU, Mississippi, we'll come back to that game. Mizzou, bust into the top 25. They're going to be at Vandy. Vandy 0-5 against the number. Missouri off to that 4-0 start. What about Mizzou and uh, Drinkwitz? Minus 14 in Nashville, 54.5. Too many points? Yeah, too many, but A.J. Swan doesn't look like he's going to play for Vanderbilt. But Ken Seals has a lot of experience for them. Uh, I lean Vanderbilt. Seals, the upperclassman, yeah, lost his job to Swan last year. Swan's been a big disappointment. This yeah, year. he looked he so played, good last year. Yeah, he did. Sophomore slump, to say the least. All right, uh, move on down. We've got... Charlotte at SMU, Ponies minus 24 at home, 53.5. Still a lot of points, only because they come off the game that they lose against TCU. So I don't know how motivated they'll be knowing they can knowing they can beat Charlotte. But I don't know, 24. I, yeah, tw- stay away. Yeah, right to now. me it's probably close, probably between somewhere like 15 and 30 they can win that game. You know, yeah. So they can cover and... And I'll I won't, keep won't an eye. Char- I watched Charlotte, Florida. I watched every play. Uh, Charlotte's got some dudes up front. I, I see Biff Pogey said he thinks he has a Big Ten caliber defensive line. That's what the film said last week against Florida. They dominated Florida's offensive line. SMU and TCU was close for a while, and then TCU was able to pull away in the last quarter. Yep. Uh, UAB, Tulane, 
Boys from Nolens at home, minus 21.5 to Greenway, 58.5 against UAB. And uh, you know what? I give credit to uh, Dilfer's boys. They never quit. They don't. They don't. Uh, and they put up 348 yeah, yards against did. Georgia, right? I mean, just, I mean, they gave up a yeah. ton, but. I like Tulane here, but the number's gotten away from us. A&M and Arkansas will come back. Kansas, Texas come back. ECU at Rice, East Carolina, catching three and a half on the road, 46 and a half against the Owls. Is Daniels still out for uh, for Rice? He's banged up. Uh, I like East Carolina plus the points. TCU minus 14 against West Virginia, 52. This line's gone up, and you're probably part of it. I think TCU could crush West Virginia. Yeah, two very sharp groups uh, involved on TCU here. I'm not a part of it. I should have been. Missed opportunity by me. Air Force, I will tell you how impressed I was with them against San Jose State because San Jose State had that 20-10 to 10 lead, and that was it. Air Force just moved the ball. Larry is a pretty good quarterback. He's better than I thought he was. Very good team. I, I took one on the chin, to say the least, last week with San Jose State. I had a smirk on my face when they were up 10, but, man, Air Force, very dominant. So uh, San Jose State has a history of stopping the option. I just don't see it right now. Oh, man, that reminds me of my stepmother when I was a kid, and I'd have that. She goes, and I'll wipe that smirk right off your face. It's like, yeah. Oh, and she did with the Chris Air Ever, Force did the Chris Ever backhand. Half. you kidding me? Yeah, I got backhanded with the ring finger with Air Force last week. Wow. I bet you never had this punishment, though. Spanking with a hairbrush with the bristles. Ooh. Brutal. Yeah, I had the wooden... bristle marks in my ass for like a month. Yeah, I only had like wooden spoon. Oh, yeah, the wooden spoon. I broke several of those. Yeah, I got them broken yeah, over yeah, me, too. Those had no chance. Yeah. Wooden spoons. They had to go to the paddle, man. The belt. The belt always yeah, the got paddle. me. And that's, that's where I dreaded the old man. The yeah. old man was 6'4", and he'd snap it. They'd snap the belt, yeah. yeah. That's to, all they'd have to do. Yeah, they put the fear in you. Yeah. <laughs> but my dad followed up. I don't regret Like, I'm not saying that. That I, you didn't deserve it. No, I deserved it, and I'm fine with it, to be honest Kidding with you. I invented ADD. I just didn't know what the hell to call it back in the day. All right, SportsX Radio, let's get rolling on these 10 games. Brad, let's jump back now to a game that's coming up tomorrow night. And, again, what's, what, is the, what is the deal here with Cam Rising? Do we even know? We thought he was going last week, right? Uh, I can't say. I just got a text during the show. But uh, there's a reason why there's money coming in on Oregon State. Yeah, doesn't I, look like he's going to play that's again. That's exactly what I was. Uh, there, I'm I not going to say that. there is something going on here that's not ideal if you're a Utah fan. I'll put it that way. Uh, Could it be ideal for next year with Rising having that year of eligibility back? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know what's going on here. That's uh, all I'm thinking because he's already missed a bunch. I mean, I'm thinking, yeah. gosh, this guy could come back next year. Which, if he's a hundred percent for sure, then that's going to help his. You know, his draft status, because right now people are looking at him and saying, ah, he's damaged goods. Yeah, I mean, draft status. And if you There's rush so him many back, good quarterbacks I get this year. It, I don't you know if he gets drafted. Back, yeah. maybe, if, if you I don't rush know him back and he on. gets hurt, he can't come back. He's not going to get that medical red shirt. Yeah, this spot screams Oregon State. In fact, I think Oregon State wins comfortably. Yeah, they. Str- I'll tell you what. Well, I think we they underestimated. Struggle, we underestimated Wazoo's offense a little bit because Cam Ward came off a, a tough game, but he threw – Unbelievably, and Oregon State's defense looked kind of shell shocked. Yes. yes, I mean, and they only had five guys back on D. Yeah, Oregon that State. secondary got lit up. Williams for the wide receiver for Washington State. They find a different wide receiver to go to every week. 
Dickert's doing a nice job there. That game against UCLA next week is going to be Yeah, they both have a bye this week. Yes, because UCLA's defense really impressed me against Utah. They did. They hung in there. They, I mean, they threw that pick six on the first play, boom, yep. and, and then that defense was outstanding. So. I can tell you the defense, that can't, I mean, they're going to have to play like their hair on fire again. That's Utah's defense to keep this one close. Oregon State, unlike UCLA, doesn't have a freshman quarterback on his first major road start. DJ's just got to take care of the ball. Yes. If DJ I takes like care of the ball. I like a little bit more quarterback run game. They didn't do that enough last week. Well, you have, uh, you know, you have Martinez, 7.6 yards a carry. Fenwick, uh, 6.8 yards per carry. Get them running downhill. That's it. This I is mean, the best offensive line Utah's faced so far this season. Oregon State, I like it. LaQuindon Jackson running pretty well. Glover struggling under four yards a carry. Cole Bishop, outstanding safety. I mean, this kid just plays with moxie big time. And Jonah Ellis Jonah has five, Ellis, and, five yeah. and a half sacks already for Utah. Yeah, four last week. Yeah, he's a beast, no doubt. So Nate Johnson probably gets a start. Bryson Barnes there as well. Uh, keep an eye on it. 21-14, Sam Houston State leads Jacksonville State. 14-36 to go fourth quarter. 41-18, Tulsa. 4-40 left fourth quarter. 23-10, Western Kentucky. 11-25 to go, leading Middle, Middle Tennessee State. Those are your games that are rolling right now in uh, college football. Ken Thompson, Brad Powers. By the way, in that game, again, it is Oregon State minus 4.5 against Utah. And the total, 44.5 from Corvallis. Anything on the total, BP? Lean under. Let's move to uh, SEC country. Let's jump over to Florida and Kentucky. This game from Lexington. And uh, Graham Mertz, you know, a little bit banged up, but he's rushed for a couple touchdowns. He's thrown for four, only one interception, which is good news. Uh, Etienne, Trevor Etienne, stepping up nicely, uh, has 329 and two on the ground. You have Montreal Johnson Jr. who came over with Coach Napier uh, Napier from uh, Louisiana. Ricky Pearsall, the transfer from Arizona State, doing a great job receiving that football. Has 27 receptions already. Uh, Shamar Jones, Sophomore inside linebacker for Florida. 27 tackles leading the way there for the Gators, who have won three straight after losing in Salt Lake City to open up on a Thursday. Kentucky, Devin Leary, not great stats. 15-29, 205 last week. One touchdown, but two interceptions in their win uh, against Vandy. So nothing to write home about. I mean, Barry and Brown, Dane Key, a couple guys that could uh, you know catch some passes okay. Ray Davis, real solid as far as in the backfield. Your take on Kentucky at home against Florida. I like the way Florida's playing right now. I like Florida all right. Kentucky hasn't played anybody yet. I mean, two below-average MAC teams, an FCS school, and a Vanderbilt team that's the worst in the SEC, and Kentucky had two defensive touchdowns in the game. You mentioned, oh, the stats don't look for uh, don't look good for Devin Leary. That's against nobody. I mean, now he's playing the best defense that he's faced all year, and Florida's defense is legit. It's the most legit unit on the field, so Florida all right. And that is crazy because when we look at the way Leary with regularity when he was healthy at NC State just shows maybe the difference between your defense and your ACC. And I don't SEC. think he is healthy. Oh, Remember, really? torn yeah. right peck. Mm-hmm. A lot of teams passed on him. Could have got him in the transfer portal. I watched a little bit of Kentucky last week. Couple no, wound, no, no couple of wounded ball. ducks, and no I'm deep like, ball, huh? no, nothing they got like some that. deep balls, but some not consistently. He doesn't. There are a couple of wounded ducks down the field. I'm like, eh, I don't know if he's 100. percent All right, SportsX Radio. We come back. We started up our final segment with Notre Dame at Duke. This is a game Brad Powers told you to get on Duke uh, about 10 days ago. Uh, meanwhile, Michigan, Nebraska will roll on through the last six, seven games. SportsX Radio 101.5 FMK Dawn streaming live on that Odyssey app. We'll be right back live from Vegas. I'd play Sally Gooden all day if I could, but 
the Lord and my wife wouldn't take it very good. So I fiddle when I can, work when I should. Thank God I'm a country boy. Well, I got me a fine wife. I got me old fiddle when the sun's coming up. I got cakes on the rhythm. Inning stretched on Mark Hope, but uh, it's a good night to be an Orioles fan. Orioles wrapping up the American League. Ken Thompson, Brad Powers going through the college football. Watching Tulsa Pummel Temple, 48-18, under five minutes to go in that one. Sam Houston State still leading Jacksonville State, 21-14. Rich Rod's team with the ball, fourth quarter on their own 26. Uh, about ten and a half minutes to go there in Western Kentucky, 23-10, driving on Middle Tennessee State. In, uh, right around the red zone there, got a second and ten from the 22. So keeping an eye on those games. Meanwhile, Major League Baseball, update the wild cards real quick. And... Uh, Games we've got going on. It is still uh, the Marlins leading the Mets 2-1. to one. That game in a rain delay, top nine. That is a huge game for Miami. If they win, they take a one-game lead over the Cubs for that last spot there as far as wild card. Uh, again, we'll keep an eye on it. I'm wondering if Arizona backs in if Miami loses. Uh, I know they need to get one more win is what they had said today. Colorado blowing out the Dodgers 12-4. Uh, but the Cubbies did lose 5-3 in Atlanta. Texas leads Seattle 2-1, bottom four. And Mark Hoke was telling me we could have a major injury for Texas. Uh, Mark, real quick, you want to jump in on that? Yeah, Dolores Garcia tried to pull a home run back from Julio Rodriguez. And Seattle's fence has kind of got a real long, flat top on it. And when he hit his shoulder back and uh, just kind of went down and was crouched and when they went out to check on him, he was punching the ground. So that's uh, thirty, like 38 home runs and 106 RBIs. I mean, yeah. he did not look happy. Yeah, that is so an injury Texas would not be able to get over that injury. They've survived without Scherzer and DeGrom, but uh, this would be a major blow here on the offensive side of things. Toronto did shut out the Yankees 6-0. Great news for Blue Jay fans as they increase their opportunity to get in as a wild card and again, we'll uh, keep eyes on those other games that are rolling. 27-17, Lions lead the Packers, 8.55 to go fourth quarter. So Green Bay's defense is clamped down. Packers have the only 14 points in the second half. And uh, right now, Detroit with 8.55 to go, still up 10. Uh, real quick, Preventive Diagnostic Center. I thought I had already done the live read, but I did not. But Dr. John Pierce and company, they've got everything rolling here in the Vegas Valley. 40 to 72 years of age. And Brad Powers will fall in there October 4th. We're going to get him down to the PD Center. PDCenterLV.com is the website. Go check it out. Give a call now. Leave your name and number. They'll get back to you with a free educational consultation. You got the 702 down for Vegas, 534 534-7900, 534-7900. Uh, Only scanner of its kind in the region gives you early detection before signs and symptoms of more than two dozen ailments like heart disease and lung disease. It is the Preventative Diagnostic Center. Heart CT scan and calcium score it is awesome. It is $125 for a $600 value. Your significant other, absolutely free. So the two of you get in there, get your hearts checked out. Total of $125 for a $1,200 value. Early detection is key. Get peace of mind. Take charge of your health. Preventative Diagnostic Center, PD Center, LV.com. All right, BP, we're going to have to go rapid fire here. Notre Dame, your boys. And again, you said you'd give up the 10K for them to get that win over Ohio State. They should have had that game. They didn't close it out. And, uh, well, you and I will probably have some more wagers down the line on these Notre Dame games. But, uh, Duke, you told everybody, make sure you bet Notre Dame because if they beat Ohio State, they're going to be coming off this big-time high. If they lose, they're going to be dejected. And the way they lost, you're thinking they're going to be even more dejected now. But Notre Dame 
going into Duke. But I do have a good buddy that's coming on the show tomorrow night, John Sasowski, and he likes Notre Dame in the game. Right now, the Domers minus 5.5-53 from Durham, our pal Wayne Krivsky. Duke is his alma mater. He's on his way to that game, flying out tonight. Your take on this one. It's a tough game. I mean, it's a one it's a one handicap game. It just depends on the mentality of Notre Dame. If, if they're locked in and ready to go, I think the number's a little short. If they're not, Duke wins outright. Uh, I can tell you a book in town opened this game, too. I was expecting to bet Duke, but, I mean, you bet numbers, not teams, so I ended up betting Notre Dame. But cluster injuries for Notre Dame at wide receiver, that's something to keep an eye on. And, man, Mike Elk. Mike Elko's a really good coach, so Eileen Duke at the current number. Michigan minus 17 at Nebraska. Uh, got a better number earlier when it first came out, 39 the total, but I wasn't sure if uh, Hardberg would be playing there for Nebraska still listed as questionable. Jeff Sims also with that ankle listed as questionable. The quarterback's there for Nebraska. We know Irvin's out for the year, but Grant is there to run the ball. Quorum's doing a great job, 351 and eight touchdowns, better than six yards of carry. McCarthy hasn't been great, but he's been serviceable, but the defense has not given up more than seven points in any one game. It's their first road test, though. Uh, something just tells me Nebraska's going to hang in a low-scoring game. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Nebraska's defensive front's legit. I mean, it's tough to lay big numbers with Michigan when you run slow tempo, clock's running with the new rules, and you got low totals. So, uh, for me, Nebraska. All right, Colorado. Uh, again, get, got their doors blown off at Autzen Stadium. Not a surprise there. USC struggling with Arizona State. That was a surprise. There were 34.5-point favorites in that game. Caleb Williams is thrown for 1,200. 15 touchdowns, no interceptions. He's rushed for three more. Transfer from South Carolina, Marshawn Lloyd doing his job. Austin Jones on the ground as well with Quentin Joyner, and then they have the a plethora of receivers. Brendan Rice, Jerry's kid, was big last week, but Taj Washington, Deuce Robinson, Zachariah Branch from Bishop Gorman, you name it, they're working it. Colorado, Shador Sanders, he'll hope his brother, Shiloh, will be able to play. Uh, he got banged up last week. Uh, could be a kidney ailment. Uh, he was actually peeing blood. I mean, nasty, but uh, is what it is. Weaver and Horn have to come up big as far as receiving that ball, and Edwards better do something out of the backfield. Your take on this, Southern Cal, minus 21.5. A lot of money came in on Colorado, 74-year total from Boulder. Yeah, I like USC big, uh, first half and full game, even though it's an early start time. I just This Colorado team's a fraud, in my opinion. It's a 10 a.m. local time start in Boulder, 9 a.m. for Southern Cal and the West Coast clocks. I think the, they'll uh, be ready to go after that pathetic performance against Arizona State last week. All right. Uh, we'll trust you on that one. Meanwhile, Washington at Arizona in Tucson. Night game, 7 o'clock Pacific time start. Washington minus 1966, the total. The bad news for AZ. Jaden Delora going to miss and uh, Fafita the uh, backup. Now he's 8 for 8 for you 69 like yards. I do like him, but. I don't know. Uh, when you're going against Michael Penix Jr., my goodness, this guy's over 1,600 yards, 16 touchdowns already, and uh, Dunsey and Polk and McMillan, and then two tight ends, Westover and Bernard, playing great ball as well, have five touchdowns between them. Arizona, minus five in the turnover department, while Washington is plus three there. Uh, it's tough for me to go against Washington, but I'll take Arizona plus the 19, BP. The best unit in all of college football this year is Washington's offense. Not there's not a weakness, and I love the coach Washington. Kalen, Kalen DeBoer, panished with bum to lose him from Fresno State. Move on down. We've got Georgia at Auburn, and uh, what do we got the line on Georgia? That game is game one ninety one. It is yeah fourteen and a half, forty five and a half. Uh, Carson Beck his first game away from in between the hedges. 
See if Edwards and uh, Milton can get going. Edwards missed a couple games, but still running the ball pretty well. Lad McConkey, they're hoping he comes back. Bowers has done okay, has a couple touchdowns. Dominic Lovett, pretty good receiver as well. Auburn, Peyton Thorne, not much offense. He'll rely on Jarquez Hunter out of the backfield. But uh, defense got to come up big. Asante has 28 tackles already for the Tigers. Look, the crowd will be into it, and I'm not sold on Georgia's offense early on. So uh, I'm, I'm thinking Auburn's going to hang in the game for a while. I'll take the 14 and a half. Either. All right, we got a head-to-head here. There you go. Georgia big. All right. And I'll give you, since you gave me that one, I'll, we'll do go ahead-to-head on the Georgia State-Troy game, too. All I right. got Troy, you got Georgia State. All right, good stuff. So a couple games involving Georgia teams. LSU barely taking out Arkansas last week. They're minus two and a half. They're at Ole Miss. Ole Miss coming off the loss. They played a good first quarter against Bama, but after that, uh, Jackson, Dart, and company were in trouble. Uh, Diggs running the ball pretty well for LSU, and – yeah, they've got playmakers, neighbors, and uh, Thomas Jr., pretty good receivers. Harold Perkins, a lot of fun to watch on the defensive side of the ball. What's your take on this one with LSU laying two and a half on the road in Oxford, 68 your total? Love LSU here. Um, nobody better in close games than Brian Kelly, 17 and 2 his last 19 in one possession games. I, don't, I think Ole Miss is a fraudulent team. All right, so that makes me feel good about my play that I marked down right away. Because I like Sam Pittman. I'm just a Sam Pittman guy, and I like him because we didn't come here to hang out. We came here to win the game, and he was talking about the game at the Bayou last week, and they gave LSU all they wanted. Uh, you know, it, it's at Jerry's house, neutral, but there's a good chance Rocket Sanders could be back for this one. He's missed the uh, the first several games there for the Hogs. And uh, I'm thinking Arkansas is going to win this game. KJ Jefferson and company, I think they're going to take care of business. They're going to win it straight up. Now, Max Johnson's in there for Connor Wegman, who's out for with the foot injury for the year for A&M. Uh, they've got playmakers, no question, with Stewart and Anaya Smith catching that ball. Daniels and Moss not bad in the backfield. Your take on this one, A&M at Jerry's house and A&M minus 654 your total. I didn't bet it. Set or total. I think you got the right side, though. All right, I'll take that. And then the last game will be... Game 211-212, that's Kansas at Texas, both teams 4-0. Sark's team looking real good. And uh, Quinn Ewers, how outstanding is this kid? Nine touchdowns, no picks. He's rushed for three more. Brooks looking pretty good out of the backfield now as well. We know the receiving core is pretty good with Worthy and Mitchell. And Whittington starting to uh, wake up a little bit as well. The defense with Ford and Gabenza, those two senior linebackers leading the way there for Texas. For Kansas, Jalen Daniels there. Uh, Devin Neal does it receiving and rushing the ball, and he shot as well out of the backfield. Arnold and Grimm, pretty good receivers. Your take on this one with Kansas going to Austin. Last time they were there, they won the game. Texas minus 16.5, 61.5. Texas the favorite. I lean Kansas. Uh, I just like – I think their offense has backdoor potential. That I mean, I love their offense corner. Cole Nicky is his name. There's not many weaknesses. I mean, everyone, all the same players from last year's Kansas team offensively are the same main guys this year. There's just so much continuity. I lean Kansas. BP real quick. Both teams banged up. I think Jimmy G probably goes, but what about Raiders at the Chargers? Chargers could get Eckler back, but Mike Williams out for the year. I lean Chargers. Leaning Chargers there right now. Chargers favored by five, total 48 and a Although, half. Haven't the Raiders kind of owned them a little bit in the series, or has it been back and no, forth? No, no, because the Chargers beat them last year in the opener. Oh, okay. Yeah, they no, yeah, kind of right, yeah. go back and forth. Uh, is there any one play that you like in the NFL real quick? I don't. Nothing really stands out to me right now. All right, good Georgia stuff. Georgia Southern in college. Georgia Southern LSU. There you go. Clay Helton, baby. All right, that'll do it for us. SportsX Radio tomorrow, the Friday football fiasco, Megalocks. John Sosowski, my good buddy John Cole. But go back, listen to Brad Powers. He'll give you little tidbits on all these games, folks. That'll do it for us on a throwback Thursday. Till tomorrow, you know the rules. 
No drinking and driving, no texting and driving. Most of all, God bless our troops. God bless you live from Vegas Sports X Radio, 101.5 FM, Dawn streaming live on that Odyssey app. I'm Ken Thompson for Brad Powers and Mark Hoke's Victorious Eagles and Orioles. God bless, folks. Have a great night. Good night, everybody.